Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Well, I've been a Christian for uh, 50 years now. I was 25 years old. I'll be 50 years pretty soon. And um, I've just been so blessed by the, the way God has been so faithful right from the very beginning of my life until now. I've got wonderful children, wonderful uh, grandchildren, now great-grandchildren, so I am just so blessed. And I'm blessed to have a church that I can come to that serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Amen. I'm just uh, I'm just thankful that in the the hard times. Oh man, in the hard times when you know when I could have fell on my face, you know I just dug into him and he never let me go. And you know what? It's in the hard times that I've really seen the glory of God and I could give him the glory. You know, so I'm just I'm thankful for everything. There's so much I'm thankful for. The fact that you know he's allowed me to stay pliable like clay in the in his hands. You know what I mean? And, and not hardened. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for many things. And, and you know what? You truly get to see God's glory in the hard times. Um, I'm thankful for God's continued um, financial provision. And it's kind of a crazy year because I didn't work. I mean, of course, I was careful with my spending, but um, God continued to be faithful. God was faithful. God was faithful financially to me during that whole time. I bless his name. That's when we realize that a job is not our source, but God's our source. When we honor him first, he takes care of those things. He really does. Well, I have a lot to be thankful for as well, and... um, it hasn't been quite 50 years for me, but uh, I did accept the Lord on January 9, 1972. And so I'm thankful that I can stand here today and say that our God reigns. He stands by his word. He's faithful. He's been faithful to my family, to myself. We've seen miracles. We've seen healing. We've seen that God keeps his word. And, um, and I'm just really thankful for all that uh, he has blessed me with. Say as many things as you want. God loves to hear thankful hearts. This time just put the mic a little bit closer so you can hear me. I'm sorry. Is that better? So I'm thankful for also the fact that I don't only run to God now when I want something or need something. I, I bring everything to him, and he's shown me that I can do that. And I used to always only run to God when I wanted something or when I was in a hard time. And... It's been only in the last couple months that I've learned that, you know, I can bring anything to him. And even if it's the smallest little thing, just to say good morning to you, just to say good morning, God. And I never did that before, so I'm thankful that I now got to a place where I can have that intimacy and truly know him as, as father.
I am thankful that after what seems like an eternity, which was probably only a year and a half, we can actually do Kids Club normally again. There's something special about being able to actually be back face to face in person rather than just a quick drop off at someone's door or outside in every element. So I'm thankful that things in that sense are kind of getting a bit normal again and that we're able to see the kids and spend time with them and kind of run our program as normal as we can. Oh, I'm thankful for all the practical things. I thank God that we have water. You know what a blessing water is? <laughs> I thank the, that he's given us lots of water. I'm grateful for food to eat. A lot of countries are having a lot of drought and suffering, and they don't have food. We have lots of food. I thank God that he still gives us gas for our cars to drive because there's shortages all over the world. I thank God for power, that we have electricity. I thank God for... Um, houses to live in what a blessing it is to have homes because we're not on the street and God provides for our every need I'm really thankful for God's family too for this church for our our, our families just in our friends they sustain us in these hard times I'm also very grateful to God that he kept us from COVID God has spared us he has spared us and he said in his word that he would keep us from plagues he would keep us from from those things that would try to take us out. So I'm grateful to God for those things. I'm grateful to God for Pastor Greg and Sheila who have led us and been faithful in spite of all this. It's hard for them. And uh, I'm really glad that they stuck with us and that we're still here. Mm -hmm. I thank God for this new building that we get to worship in and that um, we just have the blessings, so many blessings. I'm also really grateful for music. Music and praise and worship has been such a sustaining source for me personally. Thank God for his word. Mm -hmm. We can stand on his word. His promises are true and he keeps his word. So there's so many things we can be grateful for. And so I'm a grateful person today. This is Arlene. Well, I'm grateful for this building, for the roof over our heads. And uh, I just need to say that this roof has some leaks in it. And I'm grateful that God opens the hearts of his people because he said that when we look after his home, he will look after ours. And I can attest to that. I can attest to his faithfulness. I have a fairly large home, and boy, it was a, a real hard, hard go when my husband died to, to kind of pull things together. But God is faithful. And I know right now there's a need for this beautiful, beautiful building because there's some leaks in the roof. So I just praise God that his people are faithful to him 
because he's called us to be his children. We are the sheep of his pasture. So I just am so thankful for family, friends, uh, Ruth, who uh, made me a meal for some uh, relatives coming from Amsterdam. I thank you for uh, just a friend of Linda and so many people, the pastor here I've known for years. I am just ever, ever grateful. His love never fails, mm -hmm. and his presence gets sweeter every day. I have so many things to be thankful for. I could keep you busy all night, so I'll limit myself to one. And the one is, I'm grateful that I've got myself back to Barry. Well, I shouldn't say I got myself. It's a whole story how the Lord got me back here. But Barry is my hometown. And I'd been away from home since uh, September 09. So I've just come back home to Barry, and it's just a delight to be back in town. Um, so many things have changed in town when you've been away. Lots of things have changed. But I'm just thankful. There's something about coming home that's so special. But I can't wait till I get to my real home. That's going to be even more special. Amen. But anyway, so, so my one thing is I'm back in Barrie. Um, I want to share that I am so thankful um, just for God who's given me a wonderful husband and um, he just, he cares for things in such a way that I've just, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to God for, for Aaron and, and I'm thankful that we have a baby on the way, which is like this growing miracle that every day I'm just so thankful for. I'm like, wow, God, this is you, like you grew each of us in our mother's wombs and I'm like and now there's this baby on the way and just every single person's a miracle so it's I'm just so thankful um and a, I, a friend shared a something in her life with me um recently a hardship that she was going through and and described the Lord as being so personal and just knowing exactly what we need and I know that I've been thankful when God has done that in my own life, the way that he will like speak to me or, or meet a very particular need, whether that's financial, whether that's like encouragement from something. And um, the, the verse, the scripture that I read this morning actually was um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And if you look at, like, other religions of the world, um, they don't describe a God that is near and actually comforts us and is personal with us because he is the true and living God, and he is personal to us. And so I just... I thank him for that, and that I thank him that he sent his son Jesus for us. Like, there is no greater love than that. 
And so I'm just, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm excited that we get to share communion today. Um, it just perfectly gives us that time to pause and be thankful for what he, God gave to us in Christ. So I'm just thankful for that. Well, I, I don't want to, is there anyone else that wants to share? I just wanted to, for me, um, I mean, there's so many things that can be thankful for. Um, one thing I'm thankful for with Aaron and Carrie, um, I'm thankful that God was faithful because I had to watch Aaron wait. Um, you know, he was married the, the latest out of all my children. And, um, and him desiring to, to honor God, do it in purity, and find, you know, a spouse that loved the Lord as well. And having to watch him wait while his other two brothers got married and had kids in front of him, and wanting a family, and, uh, and having to wait. It was very painful to watch. I know it was probably, well, I know it was probably way more painful for Aaron. Um, but uh, to just be able to see the faithfulness of God in others. And I mean, I see it in the church family all the time with different things that God does. So I get to see it over and over again. And, and um, that's what I have to always go back to, you know, at different times when you hit certain roadblocks. Always go back and remind yourself of the things God did where it was like only God could do that. You can't take that away from a person, but we can forget, and we got to watch that we don't forget, because, you know, the Bible says in, um, I've got a scripture here, I just want to read to remind us, it says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So we've got to take control sometimes of our thoughts, and it's challenging in a very noisy world where the majority of the noise is not these things. They're not things that are honorable and excellent and right and pure and lovely and we have to make a choice so that might mean when you're scrolling through it's like past that past that not gonna let that fill my brain not gonna let because I want to fill my mind and I want to I want to let my my thoughts be surrounded by those things that that God says to fill with my thoughts so just want to encourage us let's do that as we continue this year and, and focus on the good things that God is doing. Amen. Well, let's continue in worship. We're going to just um, uh, declare our hope in Christ alone.
Your stripes, my healing. All praise, King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven. Your blood still speaking. Your love still reaching. All praise, King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven. Your cross, my freedom. Your stripes, my healing. All praise, King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven, your blood still speaking, your love still reaching, all praise King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven, your Your cross, my freedom, your stripes, my healing. All praise, King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven. Your blood still speaking. Your love still reaching. All praise, King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven. Your cross, my feet, your strength. To God in heaven, your blood still speaking, your love still reaching, all praise, King Jesus. Glory to God in heaven. Glory to God in heaven. Glory to God in heaven. Thank you for your goodness. You are so good. You know, I want to just share a psalm um, that uh, is Psalm 107, and it's it's written by the, uh, of course, by the God's people. But it was a reminder of remembering God's goodness and remembering His His love, and that is good, and that He's faithful, and and His love endures forever. But it, it goes back to different things um, that they went through, and it's reminding them, okay, we're on the other side of this. So I want to just read it. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Has he redeemed you? Yes. Then speak out. Speak out. What does that mean? Tell others. Let it be part of a conversation. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. And our greatest enemy is Satan himself. He's delivered us from the clutches of our enemy. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from west, from east and west, from north and south. And we know this with the children of Israel we, we know God has gathered them to the land um, and has done that continually. And it, it continues to be a prosperous and blessed land. Small little place on the map, but shakes the world in many ways. Um, it says here, some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry, hungry and thirsty, and they nearly died. Lord, help. And this is the part I want us to see. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. 
and he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Amen? And this is one thing that I want to encourage us with, is when we see different things going on and we, we hear of different things, and, and sometimes, how many of you feel this sense of hopelessness and a sense of, oh, it's like, it's overwhelming. And I'm sure everyone feels that. I want to encourage you, cry out to God. Don't let it be a sigh of hopelessness, but let it be a cry in your heart that, God, you can save us. This is what they did. They cried out. And this is a reminder. It, it, let's continue to cry out to him because he says he f- satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Amen? It says here, some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell, and no one was there to help them. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze, and he cut apart their bars of iron. And I love this because it starts with this one portion that we just read, with them rebelling against the words of God, turning him away. And we know that when that happens, destruction comes. But it didn't stay there. It says, then they cried out, Lord, help. And I love this because we hear this over and over, and I've seen this over and over again. And in my own life, I fought God for three years. He was trying to get to me. And in that time that I fought him, he continued to pursue me. And it, it was a path that didn't go up. It went down. But when I was down and I finally cried out, he was faithful. Amen. That's, that's the story of our God. He is so faithful. Then it says, some were fools. They rebelled and they suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand and the thought, they, they couldn't stand the thought of food and they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer thanks, sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Then it says some went off to sea in ships, plying applying the trade routes of the world. They, too, observed the Lord's power in action. His impressive word works on the deepest seas. He spoke, and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. And the sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits' end. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safety, safely into the harbor. And you know, 
this was a physical storm, but how many know life has storms? And you feel like you're tossed all over the place. But when God comes in his stillness, he can literally still, you know, it doesn't maybe necessarily still the storm externally, but the storm in, internally. He can still you. And he can, in that just that whisper of his voice in those seasons, he can calm that storm. And, and it says here, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. I love this. He changes rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry, thirsty land. He turns, well, I don't love this part. I love what comes after it. <laughs> he turns fruitful land into salty wastelands because of the wickedness of those who live there. So there are consequences for sin. And sometimes even over a nation, a nation that just decides to turn away from God, there will be consequences. And, and many times we have to understand God's more interested in getting to a person's heart than he is about our comfort. And sometimes hard things come, but in the season of that coming, it gets to our heart where we cry out to him, where we acknowledge him. And then it says here, then it says here, but he also can turn deserts into pools of water. So he can change what's good into bad, and he can change what's bad into good. It says here, he can turn deserts into pools of water, dry land into springs of water. He brings the hungry to settle there and to build their cities. They sow their fields, plant their vineyards, and harvest their bumper crops. How he blesses them. They raise large families there, and their herds of livestock increase. I was watching a um, documentary. How many have seen in the, any of the documentaries on uh, transformation? There, they, there was back a while ago, there were transformation videos. And this one place in, um, oh, I'm gapping in the, in the city. They, they were like, not Mexican, but they were not... No, it wasn't Honduras. No, it wasn't Argentina. Anyway, it was somewhere around there. Anyway, what happened was literally the city and this whole region, it was dark, dark, dark. It was under evil. It was, you know, they had, for this small little area and this village, they had a very large prison. They had an extremely hard crime rate. But there was a church there that got serious and said, no, we need to start crying out to God. We need God to save us. And, and so this prayer started, and God started to move, and then the prayer grew, and more people were getting saved, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew to where it literally transformation came to that whole region and blessing even on their crops. And they were showing the crops, and the carrots were the size of their arms. They're showing this in this video. I wish I could get this video and play it for you. Um, Google it. You'll probably find it. Transforma City Transformation. Um, and you see the joy of these people. And here, and, and this prison closed down. That's how much transformation came. They didn't have anyone. It, it was just the, the church was there and was helping with rehabilitation. And there was all kinds of stuff. that It just was, was expanding and growing. But that's what God can do when we give them the room.
And so, but it came out of desperation. It came out of hearts getting desperate. And I don't think we're desperate enough. I think we're getting there, and I think it's stirring, but we are not near desperate enough. Why do I know that? Our prayer meetings are still the smallest meetings in, of the week. When, when we're desperate, prayer meetings will be the largest. Then we know we're desperate. Till then, we're getting there. Amen? And I have to remind myself, God, I need to be more desperate. I need to acknowledge my need for you more. And that's probably my biggest thing, because in a culture that's man-made and everyone can do their own thing, and it's like you have to fight that thing. It's like, no, no, I'm not good enough. No, I need God more than I've ever needed him before, because I'm just selfish without him, and I don't want to be that way. So we need him. Amen? It says he rescues the poor from trouble and increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and um, be glad while the wicked are struck silent. Those who are wise will take all this to heart and they will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. How many want to be wise? <laughs> then let's look back at what God's done and let's take this to heart and see the faithful love of the Lord. Amen? And I just want to, um, before we go into communion, um, because we're going to just take this time right now in, in communion, um, just reaffirming our, our need for Christ and what he's done, but also resting in the finished work of the cross. We don't have to strive. We don't have to try to muster things up. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Jesus says he takes care of those things. He supplies and he sustains us. Amen? Even for what's ahead. And it says in Philippians 4, 6, to, uh, 6 and, and 7, it says, don't worry about anything. Let's just stop there. <laughs> don't worry about anything. That's a hard one, right? Instead. So in other words, there's, you can do something instead. So I love this about God. He's like, don't worry. And we're like, well, come on. I mean, I have to think about it. So I'm thinking about it. So like, what, you don't want me to think about these things? No, he's saying instead, pray about everything. So turn that thought into a petition that you say, God, I give you this challenge. I give you this care. I give you this whatever it might be. Every situation is different. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Mm -hmm. Amen. And sometimes we need to just stop, slow down, and thank him. Just thank him. Begin to thank him for all he's done. I love what Ruth shared there. You know, we, we, f we forget to be thankful for just water. But I've been over in countries where they don't have good water. It's brown. 
and they're drinking it brown and I've seen it and I'm like I'm thankful for clear clean water you see these things and it's like you we need to be thankful don't take them for granted then it says here if you do this it says then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand amen and this peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus amen this is the antidote for a crazy world amen this is our antidote this is what we can do and so Jesus we thank you for what you've done Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.